Welcome to the South Fellowship Podcast. Here at South Fellowship, we exist to help people live in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus. And wherever you're listening from today, we hope you're encouraged by this week's message. And here they 
They're declaring the wonders of God in all the different languages, amazed and perplexed. What does this mean? And out of that diversity through and filled with the Holy Spirit, they're doing the same thing that Jesus was doing when he was on earth. They're gathering together. They're fellowshipping, breaking bread together and praying. And it's everyone is filled with awe and wonder. Look at this. All the believers were together and had everything in common. So the ministry of Jesus, it was around this beautiful place where they're breaking bread and they're fellowshipping. And the same thing is true when he leaves and the spirit comes. The ministry does the same thing. It takes all the diversity, all those interesting people and ministers to them in the breaking of bread in their homes and sharing things together. Here, if we continue on, that, that's where they say that they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. This beautiful array of people coming together and more being added to their number. And friends, don't we look forward to one day where we can be in glory and we can see every tribe and tongue and nation and this beautiful array of colorful stories and individuals coming together to worship God forever? Amen. So we also look forward to that one day. It said that when they were together in this place, Look at God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there were no needy persons among them. The Acts chapter two to me is so idyllic. Like it seems hard to believe that this could be the case, that all of those amazing diverse number of people could come together, be unified in spirit and share everything, that there's no need among them. It's this mixed multitude we see in Acts 2 that are prioritizing hospitality. I love this word hospitality. It comes from this Latin word, right? To like entertain, to like bring together, but it's also this root word of hospital, a place where people are being cared for, where you're seen and you're known and you're loved, you're cared for, there's no need among you. But Acts 2 sometimes to me feels so high above. Like, how are we ever gonna get there? Like actually in, in Acts chapter six, when it says that there were disagreements between the Hellenistic Jews and the Hebraic Jews, and they were like, hey, hey guys, like we're complaining because the widows are not actually getting what they need in distribution of food. Like chapter six feels more like reality. Does it feel like your reality? Where you feel like, gosh, people are not getting what they need. People are not coming together in a diverse group of people and, and having things in common. Like, like, where's the connection? It seems like things are disconnected. C.S. Lewis says that it's our lifelong nostalgia, longing to be reunited with something in the universe from which we feel cut off. This is the truest index of our real situation. This is what I see 
when I look around. I see disconnection. I see people that feel cut off, people that feel like it's, it's hard to find connection again. And I see a lot of people alone at the table. Maybe you feel this way. Maybe you're in a season of life right now where it's like on default, you are alone at the table and you feel somewhat disconnected from a community of people, a Jesus community, or even disconnected from God. I think sometimes we can, we can be here be on default, you know, and, and I get that, you know, if you are in a single category or you, you don't like live with a lot of other people, maybe you live alone, um, it can feel like you're alone at the table. But sometimes I think we're alone at the table by choice because it's easier sometimes to be alone. When we, when we are with other people, there's like, there's friction, right? There's like, when we rub against people that are different than us, there's tension. And sometimes it's just easier to be alone. And we feel like this is a place where I can care for myself. I, I can self-care and, and I can be okay. So how do we move as a Jesus people from people that feel alone at the table to actually doing what we saw in Acts 2. Like, is there any way, Lord, that we can get from a place of feeling alone at the table and, and, and seeing other people feel alone at the table to a place that looks more like sharing and caring and prioritizing hospitality? I think if we're gonna get there, we have to start by identifying the problem because this is a problem, friends. It is not the way of Jesus. It is not the kingdom way. And if we say on this wall that we wanna live in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus, we can't sit alone at the table. And part of the problem in my diagnosis is that I think part of the problem is that Denver is not a city of hospitality. I think there's something in this culture here that historically has been the wild west, has been a place of pioneering, a place of seeking out your own independent future and to create your own best life now. Do you agree with me? Do you feel that? It's hard here in Denver. There is a spirit of independence. I can do it on my own. I got this, I don't need to ask for help. Like, I could pull up my, my bootstraps, it all depends, my life depends on me and, and really I don't need other people to join me in this journey because I'm not actually not sure that those people are going to help me on, on the thing that I am setting out to do. And that brings me to the next problem. I think the problem is both circumstantial, environmental, but I think the problem is also deep down, we're all afraid. We're afraid, afraid like if I put myself out there and I say, I really wanna be friends with you or I really wanna you know, have time with you, like are you gonna like be committed to me or are you gonna like reject me? Like are you really gonna, sometimes it's selfish, right? Like are you gonna serve me on this journey and, and make my life better and richer and fuller? And you know, there's just fear 
in all of us. And honestly, it's, it's a bigger problem than that even. I think the problem's circumstantial and the problem is internal, but the problem is spiritual, friends. There's an enemy, we have an enemy, right? The, the battle is not against flesh and blood. The battle is against rulers and powers and authority of this dark world. And his goal is to separate. God's goal is to bring people together like we saw in Acts 2. His goal is to, is, Jesus's goal was to come to us, to bring people to us, to say, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, come and see. He came to this world to be with us, to connect with us. And he even wanted so much to leave so that his spirit could get even more intimate with us, that he would be with us, that we would be so interconnected. And the beautiful thing about the spirit is that we get to connect with the spirit among us as a, a people. So if we have an enemy that is trying to get in between and to like push us apart, sometimes I feel that here in Denver, like, like there's like an opposite magnetic force that's like moving me away. And I just think, gosh, it's just more comfortable to be alone. Like, like this feels hard. It feels hard to move toward connection. So how in the world are we as a community of faith who say we wanna live in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus, how do we become this, peop, this Jesus people and create counter culture of hospitality? That's the big question. We talked about it last summer. We're bringing it back this summer because we are convinced that we need to be a people who prioritizes hospitality. If we wanna see, if we wanna move opposite of the enemy and we wanna move with God's spirit. And I realize that today, if I'm gonna do that for you and I'm gonna, I'm gonna encourage you to do that, I couldn't do that alone. And so I'm actually gonna bring some friends to join me at the table and we're gonna have a discussion about community and some of the challenges that we feel here in Denver. So come on up, bring your treats here. And we got to do it first service and this is a new service. So we're in a new moment. So you don't have to answer any of your questions the same way. <laughs> all right. So I asked all of them to bring something to share. And so we're gonna be munching on that, hopefully making you like a little bit jealous and wanting to do this after the service, okay? Um, and, but also there's something really sweet about when you come to a table um, I, I lived in Austria and, and worked at an international Christian school and we had over 40 different nations represented during that season of my life. And we would have these international meals where everyone would bring like their, their thing to the table. And it was a part of them, a part of their culture, a part of who they are. And so I'm gonna ask uh, each of us to go around and share what we've brought to share and sort of about ourselves and, and why that's important for us to share. I love that I can see you guys. We were all in the dark last time. <laughs> okay, Maya, would you share with us first? Hello everyone, my name is Maya. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. Um, I bring pizza. Um, because pizza is just a big part of my life. When I was a kid at home, my adopted mom, my mother, she would have me have personal pizzas. I could cook them, I could eat them, save them, share them with my dolls. 
Um, but we would go to a pizzeria place, me and my father, my mother, um, it was El, El Edgewater Inn. And I would drink Shirley Temples and eat pizza, and it's just, it's a big part of my life. And um, at my house that I live in, we, we eat pizza, we cook meals for each other, and we just try to get along, communicate. I love it. I love it. Thank you for bringing your pizza. Annette. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Hello. My name is Annette Callahan, and I moved here to Colorado last year with two of my five children. And I I moved to Denver Seminary. I actually live on campus. And today I brought with me. Um, it's probably not what you were thinking. I was going to have in this bucket. I don't have fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, or collard greens. Uh, all, <laughs> all good food, but, <laughs> but uh, I bought something, a snack that means a lot to my family, and it's Rice Krispie Treats. Yay! All right, I didn't get one of those first service, so we yeah. got we to gotta share these things. Yeah. <laughs> They have a little bit of peanut butter inside. Oh, right. So, okay. So, if you guys don't know me, I'm Darwin. I also happen to be uh, the facility manager here at South. Um, me and my wife moved here uh, over six years ago, coming up in October. Uh, we've been here. I have uh, my beautiful daughter, Eliana, which is five, which is a joy. Uh, we love a lot of food in our, in our family. It's always a joke. I'm always talking about food in and she's a foodie, too, so I love food. So if you know anything about me, I love food. I actually brought some breakfast burritos. Uh, the other thing that I was going to bring since we ran out of power, it was going to be tamales. So I'll owe you on that, Yvonne. Yes, but Guatemalan tamales. Uh, that's what I was going to bring, but we had the power this morning, so I kind of ran and like, oh. But anyways, but yeah, so we love food in our house. We're always talking about food. Either I'm talking about food or I'm going to go eat food. So You're just like Jesus. I, 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 I really do love like the aspect, like, like what you were talking about. I think like I really love his model that he always was going to eat food, coming from somewhere or just going to somewhere else. So, I mean, amen to Jesus on that. I love it. I love it. Well, I brought this beautiful, colorful fruit sprinkles called Hegel. Um, my mom immigrated from the Netherlands um, to the States when she was 10, and that was um, over 60 years ago now. But um, so there were little things that we always had in our house that are kind of unusual to other families, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know how many of you put sprinkles on bread, but this is what we do. So this, did you oh, want to yeah. try one? Yeah, I tried one. Yeah. We pray first. It's really we good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm -hmm. Really tasty. I like your sprinkles. Did you like it? Yes. Yeah. Like it's a cream cheese sprinkly bread. I'm loving it. Yeah. So, so I want to ask you, friends, when when is an example of like when you have really felt like connected to the Jesus community, and and what has that? Okay, so um, there is, of course, when I'm here, present, when I'm coming to the business meetings, when I'm coming, when I'm being involved. But when I was lost and broken out on the streets, I was capable of going to venues. 
I call them venues. Venues would be, for other people, would be like um, down at City Park where the, all the lunch trucks come and you buy your own food. Well, for me, it was going to um, a meal that was served by volunteers at the Cathagelism Church, Cathagelist Church. And just that heartiness of the food, the meats, the potatoes, the, the sometimes the desserts afterwards, but just that certain person that for that broken soul I was, without the love of Jesus Christ not being in them, I wouldn't have experienced to get me to this point. Mm-hmm. And being at this point, I can be that love for someone else. And being here at this table means that, you know, our lives are not the devourer of God. Our lives are Christ Jesus. And I feel so close to people. But I have so much stuff that separates me, but that makes me an individual. Makes everyone an individual. So I've just kind of like now and since it's been in the past and hopefully what's coming in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I love that they met you in a meal. Yeah. You didn't have to answer it that way, but you did. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I didn't know what to say. I said it because I'm first. I love it. I love it. Annette, how about you? How have you felt connected to the Jesus community? What's that meant to you? Thank you. That's a great question. And I want to just pause and say thank you, Pastor Yvonne, for inviting me to this table today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Like I said, I moved here from... Last year, but I didn't say where from. I moved here from Wisconsin with two of my five children. I am a Denver Seminary student, and um, I got a sense of community right there on campus. When we moved there, two weeks. When we moved there, we only had a few items in our in our in our car, and it took two weeks for the pod to bring all, the rest of our items. So when they the delivery, well, the movers came. They didn't want to wear masks. They didn't want to wear gloves like we had discussed. And, and that was an issue for us. And um, so there was some tension there. And to my surprise, the community came alongside of me to help me through that difficult time. And these are young, white kids who showed Jesus' love to me and my children. I I didn't expect it. I knew I needed help, and God knew he had prepared the way for me and my family and I to be there in a Christian community. And those students there, they showed Christ's love and and tact and the way they resolved the, the situation, the way they rallied behind me and my family, and they volunteered to move our items from the pod into our apartment. And that was huge for me, that was healing to me, because I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to move all those items, and I had my, two of my five children with me, and I didn't have to ask. They met a need, they saw a need, they met a need. The only thing I was instructed to do was to direct them as to where to put the boxes. <laughs> but because I try to be organized, I labeled all the boxes, mom stuff, you know, my daughter stuff, my son items, and everybody came together. And with less than an hour and a half, all our things were moved from the pod into our apartment. 
and there and I tried to feed these kids. I tried to let me give you, let me order some pizza, let me get something to drink. And their instructions to me was no, Miss Annette, mm -hmm. just let us help you. And that meant a lot. I mean, I was taken by surprise. I was speechless. I had to walk away. I had to pray, get myself together. And I had to be vulnerable. I was vulnerable. I had to be willing to receive help from people that don't look like me, who didn't really know me, but they know Jesus. Mm. And they saw the Jesus in me. And that their love and kindness, the way they handled um, each box, each item, just sit healing to my, my body, my spirit, and to mm -hmm. my children as well. So th that was my first experience living in a Christian, a, a Jesus community in years. And mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was a void in my life until then. Wow. Yeah, it's like they just treated you like family. I love that. I love it. How about for you, Darwin? Well, um, uh, it's been, for me, it's been pretty unique. I guess uh, my entire life, I always found a place uh, to belong. Uh, like, like I said in the first service, it was, um, uh, I didn't have my parents growing up, so I was very hurt. So I didn't know where to belong. As a kid, I always had a sense there was something greater than God, but I didn't know what that was. And um, I would go to the Catholic church in the sense of that, but I didn't know any of that. There was nobody to instruct me. My parents left me when I was young. Um, and out of that derived a lot of hurt, a lot of things that I went to, different places, trying to find a place to belong. And that was very hard. So I went down the path of drinking, smoking, partying. I also went to strip clubs. I went to, I did a lot of things that I should have done and that I wish I wouldn't have been exposed to. But the beautiful thing about that, what came out of that, my mom started going to uh, actually a Spanish church and uh, they started loving me. And even uh, God was giving an insight about me. I'm like, how do they know that? I'm like, nobody told them that. Because uh, I used to steal from a job that I used to work when I was a teenager. And, uh, and the guy's like, God told me that you're stealing. And I'm like, he just blew me away. Uh, I knew God was real, God was calling. I didn't understand it because all my life I've always been told I don't belong or like I'm not worth it. Uh, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm nothing. But one of the things that uh, gave me a sense of community was the people in God's kingdom. And also, you know, you know, as I've gotten older too, you know, when we moved from Indiana here, having the, the staff. And uh, I remember when we first met Ryan Paulson, I didn't say this in the first service, but he was like, man, uh, I told him, like, you're going to be our family. And he was. They were. And the church here in South has been. I mean, in one shape or another, you guys been a sense of community. You know, because you go to a place where you don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. You're starting all over, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, in a way you get lost in mm -hmm. a sense of that because we need one another. And I love that you've been talking about mm -hmm. this, Ivana. It just brings so much joy to hear this. So, mm -hmm. But that's, that's where I guess the, the community has come across, the body being the body. Yeah. I love how you're describing, you know, coming into that church and how you felt so much love and acceptance, but you also felt truth. And, and that, was, that was comforting to you almost, um, to, to feel that Jesus way. I love that. I love it. As I was just reflecting on the times when hospitality has meant the most to me, honestly, it's those times that are highlighted where I'm the one who's different and I'm the one who feels welcomed to someone else's table. 
Like there have been moments where I was in Bosnia and they just, we sat down on the floor and we had just a coffee table and they brought out a little bit of coffee in the middle of winter in this huge snowstorm. And there was this welcoming and I didn't even speak Bosnian. So I couldn't even communicate with them, but there was so much nonverbal communication and love through hospitality, excuse me. Um, and at the table, like this is what that does. It brings people together in a way that we all are human. We all are, are needing one another. And just like we need the food that's in front of us and, and like the, the offering um, of nonverbal love and, and affection, that's what gets to happen around a table like this. So I'm curious from you guys, what, like how do you pursue community here? We mentioned that it's kind of tough here. I'm gonna ask you about some obstacles later, but how do you pursue community? All right, go ahead. I'll go first. Um, so one of the things that I think I struggled with this because I was asking God, like, I don't have a small group and I was putting excuses, um, but then God opened my eyes in the sense of like, so I also, like I said, I'm the facility manager here. So I actually started building relationships with a team that helps me here. Uh, and then realizing, you know, that's my sense of community. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I do life with you guys. And then uh, also with the kids' ministry, because my wife does the kids' ministry also. So we started just inviting people over and just investing as much as they were in us. I think they invest more in us than we got out of them. But it's just, it's just so sweet that they got out of us, I mean. But it's just so sweet to see that. And sometimes, like, um, it's hard. Like, like you said, it's very hard. Like, uh, we have struggled with that here. But yeah, then, in what way have you experienced the challenge of it? Um, I guess I thought it was just going to be, um, the challenge was I thought, you know, people are going to know everything about my life or, and people are just going to be like, cheering me on. And, and that's been a struggle. Sometimes it's been lonely. You feel like you're alone. Um, mm -hmm. And you're like, I never thought about that. But then God is like, I did give you that team. Yeah. So you can call them. They can pray for you. They can be there when you need them. And when I started realizing that, it made my sense of awareness different. Mm. It made me not feel alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel like that's the hard part sometimes, I guess, um, that we can feel alone and we feel like we're doing this journey by ourselves, but we're not. Yeah, amen, thank you. Well, I build community by really being my authentic self. So I should, <laughs> and starting with my neighbors, these young people all around me, I'm like the oldest one on campus now, and I had to get past that. You know, it's like, it's an honor and a privilege to be there. And I started just, oh, when I walk out of my apartment, the first person I see, I, they greet me. The little things, a good morning changes your day. A, a smile changes, changed my day. And it's still happening today. I've been, uh, living there for a little over a year and every day I am greeted. So one of the things I tried to do, uh, God just put on my heart to do, and I had to step out of my comfort zone to do this, is prepare a meal for a couple of students once a week. And I had to be very clear about my intentions. And they had to be willing to accept me um, pro to providing this meal for them. So it's one thing for me to hear, okay, God said, prepare a meal. It's another thing to, re to, to receive it, to 
welcome that meal. So I was blessed in that way, and, um, and it brought a lot of joy to my life to just say, okay, once a week I'm going to cook a meal for a couple of students, and yes, I made Rice Krispie treats, yes, I made some chicken and uh, different <laughs> other staples um, that we eat as a family. And that's one, that was one way I was able to continue to bridge the gap between me being older, me being uh, a black woman, and just nurture uh, relationships on campus. But I'll tell you, I had not experienced this type of community in over 30 years. Mm, so good. I love it. Thank you. Um, I... Um I've started coming to Watchmen. I've been going to Watchmen for about a year and a half, maybe almost two years. Um, we have a, a thread that we text message about not just only our own needs, our family's needs and other person's needs to prayer for. I'm on the greeting team. Um, that's my support. Being able to be at the door of God, God's house, and not at the tent of the wicked. That is hard for me because people have had a heart for me when I was in a halfway house, when I was on the streets, when I am now. People here at um, South Fellowship have really reached inside themselves and heard my testimony, heard who I am, and are willing to come up next to me and be supportive of me in situations. Mm. I love it. I love it. And what challenges have you ladies faced in terms of commu finding community or pursuing community here? Myself. Yeah. Myself, um, I'm not worthy. Mm. Runs to my mind. Um, you'll never be that person that's completely accepted. Um, and I have to let myself know that God thinks I'm worthy and he accepts me so so in exchange, I should do that for myself. Mm. And um, being a disposition of a person of my background, I have to always keep in tune what another person need. What is, what do I have that I can fulfill someone else's need with my resources? Mm. If I don't have that resource, can I show them that resource to go and get that for themselves? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'll have, like, little claws that come through my, not claws, but um, clues that will come into my mind that are about the situation, that is good for the situation. But, of course, there's evil times when there's, like, no. But God is omnipotent and omnipresent, and his Holy Spirit leads me to mm -hmm. help other people. Yeah. To be that person for someone else. I love it. First service, you got to share a little bit more specifically yeah. about in the house, you know, some of the challenges that you have and, yes. and the way that you overcome that is like seeing that other person, see, like having compassion for that person and, yes. and then being able to move toward them with those resources. Right, right. Which yeah, I love. There's, yeah, there's so, there's, the women are coming in broken but they only have so much of a thread that they're hanging on to. Yeah. There's, like, there's so much diversity. There's African-American, there's, uh, I'm Nigerian and, and European and British, and then there's Caucasian, and then there's people that are not serving God but have known God. There's people that 
are, that are serving Christ that, you know, I can, I can sh- only, I can't push my faith onto someone else, mm. but I can also just be a light of his guiding mm. towards every day to hopefully, you know, they'll grab a hold of Christ. They'll be that person yeah. in, in their little heart, in their, in their heart for their community of their life, but we all live together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know I'm not talking like I was. No, it's I don't great. give all the information like I did earlier. But You're doing great. Do. Doing great. Thank yeah. You. Doing great. Yeah. Thank you, Yvonne. What kind of challenges for you, Annette? I thought she was going to go to Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I already spun that one on him earlier. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to keep it 100. When you're at a, a table with a diverse group of people, there's going to be comments made that are sometimes offensive. So, and we have to overcome that by, one, being authentic, speaking the truth in love, and giving a lot of grace. And not giving up, it doesn't mean don't, you know, stop meeting. It means, you know, you talk through it. You say, well, and you teach people about my, like, I'm a black woman. Teach people about your black culture, you know. Uh, So that's one of the things, challenges that, you know, I faced a little bit on, on campus, but because I'm older and more, a little more seasoned and I, I'm rooted in knowing who I am in God, um, it, when those situations arise, it didn't throw me off where I'm sad, mad, and disgusted. It, it threw me where I had to um, figure out, go to God, say, how do I address this student in a loving way and not um, damage our relationship, but bring a, a, a wealth of knowledge and understanding. So it took a, a spiritual maturity on my part, and that's what I think we need to have also when we create these spaces. And, and it's a good thing to bring each other together, but when like Pastor Yvonne mentioned there's a little bit of tension, somebody mm-hmm. says a little something that, you know, didn't land right on you, you know, you just in love and in the love of Christ goes through, uh, just filter through and work out that situation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one way that I'm pursuing community is doing this, right? I right. mean, like every one of these beautiful individuals, when I gave them a phone call and was like, hey, I'd love to invite you to the table and, and to come and like be in public. And all of them were like, yes, let's do it. Like, I feel like we're hungry as people to be together and to like actually know each other's stories, not just say a friendly, hi, how are you? You know, how was your week? Anything new? But actually like learning who you are and learning more about your heritage and, and what makes you tick or what challenges are in your life that you need to overcome. Like, like this is community that's happening right here. And it's just this easy friends. Um, so I'm curious as we kind of land the plane on this conversation, what's, what's your advice for people when, when we think about being together at the table? Like, what can we do? What steps can we practically take as we try to become a Jesus culture, really like a Jesus people changing culture? I personally think being humble at heart not humble in mind, but be strengthened to be upright of Jesus Christ. Mm. Listening to someone else, taking them in, not taking from them, but understanding who they are in their life. Mm. And then just letting God thread, thread his wants, his needs, 
into the conversation. Mm. And then communicate. If you know Jesus, pray in your heart. Mm. Pray just that deep down pressure of God would just save them mm. from, the, from, from hell, from, from sin. Yeah. Amen. It's good. Well, what's coming to me is to just do it. If God is putting it on your heart to invite someone over to your house to have a, a barbecue, a picnic, or what have you, just do it. Because we know, because Pastor Yvonne mentioned, the devil doesn't want that. He wants to keep everybody um, separated. So God is the one who's nudging you to say, invite that person who doesn't look like you, who might speak a different language than you do, over to your home. And, and like Amiya was saying, prepare the table. Pray about every aspect of, of that, the dinner. And then, you know, it takes a lot of courage, but it's a lot of fun in this too. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun getting to know people who, who don't look like you and have different experiences. And that's another thing the devil doesn't want you to know, the joy and fun that comes uh, yes. with <laughs> at the table <laughs> of, of diversity. Amen. So it's, and it's trust, trusting the God in you. Mm -hmm. Your motives and intentions are to bridge the gap and build a, a healthy Jesus community right around you. And it doesn't take a lot of money. These Rice Krispie trees only cost about, you know, $6 to make. And, you know, uh, just do it. Just, that's what I would say, just mm -hmm. do it. I love it. I like, I like what you said also. I think it's intentional. Do mm -hmm. your friends look like you mm -hmm. or they look different? Um, I think I shared that earlier uh, in the first service. I think it's important because to me it challenged me, like in the sense, like I want... Like how I said, I'm, I'm not racist. I'm not. I have my beautiful wife that she's white. And I used to tell people I'm just, I'm an opportunist. Because, um, you know, my family and other sense of that. And I think God loves culture in a sense of that. Let's be open to that. And like, I just love that you, you're talking about this. Because I think there's something is the church hasn't been talked about. Inten intentional relationship in the sense of that. And that's what God wants, intentional relationships that's what he intended with us, and, and I think that's what he wants. He wants us to break us from our regular modes and just to expand us mm -hmm. in the sense to make us, break us to his likeness. And that's what I love when you were even talking about that Jesus broke bread. He did all the time. That's why I love food. I mean, I always tell people this wasn't built on salads, you know, so, you know, so God is good. Like in the sense, so I, I would say that make it intentional. Like for the people that you invite in your mm -hmm. house, love on them. Mm -hmm. and, and I love that you guys saying prepare the way. This is what John did for Jesus, you know, he prepared mm -hmm, the way. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. let's prepare the way for the other people. They're going to come. And just the goodness that he has done in our lives, we can share that with them also. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Earlier this week, Pastor Aaron uh, was also challenging me in terms of what it looks like to be alone at the table. Sometimes we feel alone because we're isolated individually, but sometimes we're alone at the table because we're around all the same kind of people. And maybe the invitation is, is to break out of that space, breaking out of the, the you know, monochromatic worlds that we like to cre create because it's easier, right? And, and then God creates, or the enemy loves to create separation between monochromatic groups too. And, and this bringing together in, in the Jesus kingdom is so much more beautiful and an, and an array of diversity coming together. So my, my hope for you and for us as a community of Jesus people is that we prioritize hospitality. 
in a city that it's not hospitable. And, and that means that the ground actually, there's friction under our ground to, to move toward people. And you all are a beautiful, friendly bunch. Like I think Colorado is actually such a beautifully friendly culture, but we have to like take it a step further to actually ask those deeper questions, to find out what's really going on, to be able to ask for needs or reach out or say our own needs and not be afraid um, in that vulnerable space. So friends, it's gonna take a fight. This is gonna be more of a battle ground here. And I think we have to fight for connection in the battle for separation. The enemy wants to separate us, but because we are a Jesus people, because we're filled with God's spirit, it brings together with, with love and compassion and, and purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The verses that I wanted to leave us with is that if you all are a new creation in Christ, if you've, you're in that, that wave of the Jesus movement, you're in the wave of his Holy Spirit movement, you all are ministers. There's not, there's not an out here, friends. Like, you, we, it's not just the job of the church to do this. It says the old is gone and the new is here. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself. He's connected us to himself through Christ and he has commissioned us. He's given all of us for, it's not just me being a pastor, you, you know, one day being a chaplain, you know, like it's not just a church body or, and, and like the church staff that does this. You all are not off the hook. We are ministers of reconciliation. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliations that we would be Christ's ambassadors. So let's pray together that we would be able to fight for connection in this battle for separation. If God is working in your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us. You can give online at southfellowship.org slash give or on the South Fellowship Church app. Thanks again for listening and have a great rest of your day.